Alexa Dunn's lush and enthralling reimagining of the classic Jane Eyre, set among the stars, will seduce and beguile you. Oh, wow. Indeed. The book is called Brightly Burning. Entertainment Weekly calls it one of the most anticipated YA debuts of 2018. Brightly Burning is a gripping examination of class, romance, and survival set in a dystopian future that feels chillingly relevant to our present times, according to Kirkus Reviews. That is Brightly Burning by Alexis Dunn, and it's available wherever books are sold. Nice. We also have other stuff for you to read this week if you're in the reading mood. Check out TheRinger.com. As <laughs> always, it's Avengers Infinity War season, and we've got a lot of Avengers content for you. Boy, I, do we. I can't recommend it enough. And meanwhile, while you're reading, listen to one of the newest podcasts on the Ringer Podcast Network. In fact, it is the newest. It's the Dave Chang Show, the famous chef of Momofuku and Major Domo fame. He is talking about what it was like to launch his new restaurant, Major Domo, here in L.A., He's talking to Bill Simmons about that. Later on in the season, he'll have some really exciting and cool guests. Chang, in my opinion, is one of the most exciting and interesting people in culture right now. I loved Ugly Delicious. And if you did too, I highly recommend listening to The David Chang Show. And before we get into Jam Session, as always, let me tell you about Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps, and a swipe to book. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. It's perfect whether you're a planner or like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We are deep in the Kanye zone. It's kind of like being in the Twilight Zone, but perhaps worse. The Twilight Zone seems like more fun. Yeah. There's really only one celebrity story right now, and it is Kanye. And his he is certainly dominating the conversation. Sure. And bringing a lot of people in in ways that I think, can I speak for you? Sure. We're both pretty, is horrified the right word? Horrified? I was like irritated last week. Now, I was just sort of like, why are we giving this guy so much time? Man, right. he's such an idiot. Now I'm just sort of like uh, tired. Exhausted. I was thinking the same. Exhausted. Dismayed. Yes. Uh, I wish it would end. Totally. I don't agree with it. Let's talk a little bit about what's happened. Sure. Which is almost two weeks ago now. He started tweeting. The Twitter, the Twitter came back. Yes. And in the past, Kanye's Twitter has been a source of, uh, he always really, really used Twitter to express himself. He did. And I now think fondly of like the days when he would just tweet about water bottles on airplanes. <laughs> uh, but the Twitter came back and it started in sort of like an abstract philosophy way. Like he had just read a freshman textbook. Yeah. Or he was like inspired by Westworld. Do you have yeah. a question the nature of your reality? Exactly. And it pretty quickly turned political. Yes. And by political, we mean that he started endorsing Candace Owens, who is a far-right thinker, yes. and then showed up wearing a MAGA hat and is endorsing Donald Trump. And he then, said on TMZ yesterday, we'll yeah. more about that in a minute, I love Donald Trump. Yeah, he said it regularly. And, you know, as— as people react to him, which is Kanye is always looking for reaction. That has been his art form well before this. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But as people responded negatively to that, he typically dug his heels in and has started doing 
you know, we should talk about what it is. Is it a performance art project? Is it Kanye just being Kanye? Is it stupidity? Is it... I think he is a provocateur. Like, I think he says things to get a reaction. However, I also think supporting Donald Trump, finding humor in Trump, and sort of, like, um, rejecting other people's logic is completely in line and complimentary to wanting to be in the Kardashian family, which he wanted and got. Like, he is fascinated, I think, by, like, these um, perverted myths of, like, the self-made celebrity, basically. And it's important to note that his— as as so far as he's explained his interest in Trump, which, like, it, it's not the strongest explanation that I've ever read, but it is not anything to do with policies. No. He's endorsed it as that's a self-made guy and a celebrity. And if he can be president, I can be president, too. It revolves entirely around narcissism and attention. Yeah. Uh, and he's almost—I think we were all reading that into the affiliation for a while, but he is essentially— uh, said as much himself at this point. Yeah, he's he much like the Kardashians and Trump, like is interested in having an impact and like being heard and getting attention. And he's getting all of those things right now. So this is like successful for him. And what is so frustrating is he doesn't he's convinced himself that history and context don't matter. And that is like the underlying threat of Trumpism to me. Yes. And so that's why I I, I think I'm, like, having a hard time processing all this because I actually find it, like, pretty horrifying and, like, the spread of a disease. Yes. So we should—you kind of introduced I, I, phase two, phase three, phase yeah. four of, of this saga, which was after about a week to a week and a half of surface level— I, surface level's not fair. I mean, he was provoking a lot of people and saying a lot of— unfounded things and posting a lot of screenshots from his friends with history that wasn't true. Yes. Yesterday, he went to TMZ and he, as part of an interview, he starts theorizing on the reality of slavery. Yes. And like, I think we should just play the quote because I'm, I don't want to take it out of context. And also, you don't want to speak those words. I really don't want to say it. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're, we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes di- too, too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race, blacks and whites being one race. Uh, that we're one, we're, we're the human race. This is not good. And this to your, this is not good. I mean, it's... He also is spreading a fake Harriet Tubman quote that, yes. like, I'm not sure, I think he doesn't know is fake. I'm going to assume he thinks it's, like, a real quote from her. Yeah. And the quote is, uh, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. And then attributed that to Harriet Tubman. She did not say that. That is not a real quote. That's, this... like, that's, like, it's infuriating. <laughs> This was also, by the way, a few hours—he tweeted that a few hours after an interview with Charlemagne went up where he talks about how he switched to Bitcoin because he didn't like the Harriet Tubman $20 bill. Yes. So just to put some—just to give some examples of the thought process and the level of thought um, and the basis in history or fact. Also throughout, he's been like, I don't read. So— what you isolated of, we've just kind of, we've turned from being a provocateur and being Kanye, which is kind of how I felt a little, mm-hmm. I disagreed and was dismayed last week, but this week 
we're just in a fake news disaster Trump zone. And I, I, I want off the ride. I, I agree with you. This is like good marketing, but bad PR, I would say. And in stark contrast to his wife, Kim Kardashian. Yes. Kim Kardashian West, excuse yeah. me, who went on Ellen this week to address, like, all of these the hurricanes in the Kardashian universe. Yes. She addressed Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian saying it's fucked up. Yes. Um, she played a weird game with Ellen where Ellen showed her, her pictures of her and Kanye together, and she had to, like, say if he was happy or not happy and because he always looks the same in mm-hmm. pictures. Mm-hmm. And— Honestly, watching her fumble through, like, explaining his thinking was kind of uncomfortable. I was surprised that they agreed to it and didn't insist on cutting it. From context clues about which Kanye tweets they reference, it seems like this is pretty—this was taped before. Yes. Certainly it, before before this week. It was taped on Friday. It was taped right. um, the Friday before the Monday in which it aired. Even then, she I agree she looks uncomfortable. She does not seem as confident in the PR spend that she is— been sent to do. Yeah. It, she For a while, she was defending his right to, like, have his own opinions and, mm-hmm. uh, and like, him to be, like, a free thinker. And, and like, she also chimed in to correct people uh, who were just immediately attributing all of this to mental illness and kind of undermining mental illness, which yeah. uh, which I will always appreciate. And I think we should always be responsible sure. how we're talking about Kanye and anyone else. So I, I agree with you. It really, it was not Kim. It didn't seem like... She had control of the conversation or the situation in the way that we've come to expect from them. She also is usually in a position where she's answering questions about um, something that's happened on the show. Or mm-hmm. it's usually like follow-ups to a saga that's already played out. But this was something that was happening in real time. Yeah. And that, I think, put her in kind of an unfair position. Well, actually, I don't think it's unfair because this is of her own making. Yes. But in a, a, a unfamiliar situation for her where something is happening and there's not, like, the final results or they haven't, like, decided on how this is going to end. Right. Like, I think I think the decision's been made on Tristan Thompson. He's out. So, yes. like, it's, it's okay for her to speak out against him. But I don't—I think that she probably does love Kanye. I think they truly are married. And yes. so I think it's a lot harder for her to be in the position to defend him. And she did her best to try and, like, on the show, and she was weirdly sympathetic. I, I don't know. It's a— it's a tough one. It's a tough one. For her. It's not tough for us. I, I now, like, Kanye's out to me. It's still frustrating. Sure. And I think a lot of people are frustrating. And so yesterday on TMZ, after the disastrous interview, at, at some point Kanye turns to the, turned to the newsroom and yes. starts yelling at them. And so after Kanye turned to the newsroom, a TMZ producer nam- named Van Lathan stood up and confronted Kanye. Yeah. And he really captured, I think, what a lot of people who like Kanye um, have been feeling and their frustration and disappointment in and also kind of the basic facts of the situation. Yeah. Very crucially, he uh, he said, like, you know, this is why I think you're wrong. Yeah. It, was very, it was very specific to kind of the danger of Kanye spreading misinformation mm-hmm. and also his comments about yeah. slavery. And then he was, he was very specific about why that's problematic and dangerous. And then he was like, and I am extremely hurt by, right. by this. And I think that hurt really gets at why this is such a big story because it's not just like any other celebrity having like a meltdown or saying being pro-Trump. It's not like that kind of shock, but I think there's such a large audience of people who really like respect Kanye's musical prowess and yes. love his music and and came along at their in at their in their life 
at a very meaningful moment. This feels like a betrayal. Yes. And I think that was a really pure expression of that. Sean Fantasy wrote about that for The Ringer as well. And that really gets very closely, I think, at why this is such a big deal. And it's because his his work product was so beloved. It's not just him. It's like, it would be like if Steven Spielberg, I think, for a lot of people, was mm-hmm. some kind that turned out to be questioning slavery and questioning the Holocaust. I mean, it actually is kind of similar because Spielberg has done so much Holocaust work. Mm-hmm. If he was to come out and be like, oh, we could, like Jewish people could have done more to prevent this. Like, I think a lot of people would be heartbroken who like really love his movies and watch them at a formative time. And it's interesting. I think a lot of people of a certain generation are taking this the hardest and it's because Kanye's music got to them when they were a certain age. Yes. And Van really spoke to that. And lucky for us, we're going to speak to him. We're going to get to that shortly. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Alexa Dunn's Brightly Burning is a lush and enthralling reimagining of the classic Jane Eyre set among the stars. It will seduce and beguile you. Stella Ainsley leaves poverty behind when she quits her engineering job aboard the stalwart to become a governess on a private ship. On the Rochester. That's really good. Really good. That's a good one. There's no water ration, more books than one person could devour in a lifetime, and an AI who seems more friend than robot. But no one mourns Stella that the ship seems to be haunted nor that it may be involved in a conspiracy that could topple the entire interstellar fleet. Holy cow. Kirkus calls it a gripping examination of class, romance, and survival set in a dystopian future that feels chillingly relevant to our present times. So check out Brightly Burning by Alexa Dunn. It's available wherever books are sold. Plus, you can visit hmhteen.com to start reading today. And we would also like to tell you about Hotel Tonight. If you're the type who's always looking for bigger, better deals, then you've got to get the Hotel Tonight app. Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. Their name is Hotel Tonight, but you can actually book in advance. You can book next week tonight or book next month tonight. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. No long, endless lists of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. It's perfect whether you're a planner like me or if you like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. Unlike other loyalty programs where you're trapped into staying at boring chain hotels. If you're looking for a spontaneous weekend getaway or a staycation at a hotel you've always wanted to stay at, or if you just want to let someone else make the bed tomorrow, which sounds great to me, Hotel Tonight has you covered. So... Start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now. Do you feel that I'm feeling, do, do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? I, I, actually, I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that is because Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want, but there is fact and real-world, real-life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. So joining us now is Van Lathan, producer from TMZ. 
Van, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, no problem. Absolutely no problem. My pleasure, guys. I know that it's been an incredibly busy 24 hours for you, so we appreciate it. Um, we want to ask you, kind of do some broader Kanye talk and just kind of get your perspective on all of it. But I think first, I, I would just love to hear your your version of yesterday and how that all came together. <laughs> like, if you could just kind of walk us through it a little, because I think a lot of us just have a lot of questions about, you know, what happened. And so, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we do TMZ, um, the television show, uh, the big show, the one that comes on like at, at night or whatever. Early in the morning, we do the show. And then after that, uh, you know, uh, Harvey talks, he addresses the, the entire newsroom. And he goes, look, Kanye West is coming. Okay. Oh, wow. And, and that is the first time that we had ever heard that. So he goes, Kanye West is coming to uh, TMZ. He's going to do TMZ Live. It's going to be a full hour. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a different way that we're going to do the show. Uh, and so, like, what time in the morning is that? This is maybe like 8.30. Okay. Wow, that's early. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so 8.30. We normally do the show at around... Um, uh, 7.30 or 8 o'clock, but we did it early, which sometimes we have to do the show early because Harvey's got to go or whatever like that. But sure, yeah. uh, So um, we did it, and literally I got maybe like I went in the kitchen and got some oatmeal, and when I was sitting down with the bowl of oatmeal, I look up and Kanye West is in the office. That quickly he was here. Okay. So we did, one of the reasons why Harvey was alerting us is because we are going to do the show early. Um, so he gets here. And is incredibly cordial with everyone. He walks around, you know, he announces, hey, TMZ, I'm here. Everybody claps. It's Kanye West. This sure. guy that we've, we've, we've enjoyed all these years. He goes, walks around to people, and, yo, how you doing? I'm Kanye. You know that thing that, like, super famous people do when yeah. they introduce you. And yeah, very political. As if you don't know who they are. So, right. So, um, he, he does that, and then uh, they get right into it. Um... Uh, him and Harvey and Charles uh, begin to do an interview and at some point during the interview uh, Kanye decides that he's going to address us. Okay. And then that's kind of when things began. What's a normal day of filming the show? You're just kind of at your desk and you can hear what's going on but there's no interaction? Well, uh, when you're not in terms on of TMZ, yeah. In terms of TMZ Live, like yeah. I have a camera in front of me and then right. a light and I have a red button and anytime I want to talk and okay. chime into something, okay. I can push it and talk. Yeah. Okay. So did you push the red button on this or it was Kanye came to you guys? No. Okay. Well, our mics were down because it was going to be more of a conversation between Harvey and Charles and, um, uh, and, and Ye. But okay. he stood up and turned around um, and he stood on the chair and said something about Tom Cruise and Oprah. And then he, oh, uh, he, 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 he turned around and he, he addressed us. Uh, and he asked the question, do do I sound like I'm speaking freely? And I had to answer his question. Yeah. So that's 100% off the cuff from you, what we watched. I actually know I had an IFB in my ear. And okay. I was getting the whole thing from Carl Rove the entire time. <laughs> no, of course not. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, it was off the cuff. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, no. Without a doubt. Yeah, it was totally. off the cuff. I mean, there's... For sure. I'm just... I mean... Okay, number one, that was funny. I, and that would be incredible. Number two, no, I just... I think... You know, you spoke for a lot of people, and you you nailed it on the head. And there are not a lot of people who would be able to just have anyone they admire, but especially Kanye, kind of come in front of them on the spot with, you know, some pretty wild quotes 
And to be able to say what you said as succinctly as you did, I, I just think it's impressive. That's why I asked. I appreciate that. A lot of people have said that. It just it, uh, I wouldn't be able it, to do I, it if I was I was measuring my words. Uh, well, for, actually, I was, really wasn't measuring my words. What I'll say is this: is that um, people say that they wouldn't have been able to do that in that moment. But I want you to think to any point in your life where you really had something sincerely that you wanted to say to someone. I want you to think about how easy it flowed out. Like, had it been somebody that uh, not necessarily that you had rehearsed something that you were going to say, um, but where your emotion and your brain were acting in kind and you knew exactly uh, what you wanted to express in that moment. And normally, you know, as people, no matter how articulate or inarticulate we are, when those moments come, when we know what we want to say and we know what we want, we can normally get it across. That's beautiful. I don't. I still don't think that's true, but I. I, I wish it was. <laughs> it's, I'm gonna work towards it. How about that? Yeah. Um, I have some basic questions. Like, who did Kanye come with? Like, what's his team like? Uh, he came with a couple people. The only people that I recognize, though, he came with Candace Owens. Oh my god! Um, I forgot. Yeah, about he that. came with the um, the young woman from uh, Turning Point USA, who he's been using sort of as a interpreter. Almost because Kanye West uh, seems to be emoting uh, uh, during a lot of these things, and in terms of the nuts and bolts, uh, the, the factoids that that would back up his argument, or or I guess make it viable, uh, she provides those. Like, what's like your overarching theory of what's happening here? Like, is he just like speaking his mind in advance of a new album coming out? Is he? Did he have some kind of awakening? Like, what are we witnessing right now? I think that the one thing that has made Kanye West compelling over the last 13 or 14 years is uh, his his devotion to pure artistry, right? Whatever that is, you know, a lot of guys talk about, you hear weird stories about artists and how they act and all that stuff like that. And I think that he's always been, to be honest with you, to me, in a fight against structures that he feels uh, uh, keep him from getting to the... Uh, apex level of freedom that he could have, right? There's always been an enemy. Um, Hip-hop was the enemy at first. When Kanye West first came out, the whole album was about how nobody told him he would rap. If you remember on Last Call, the last song... My favorite song! Right. It it is a blow-by-blow of how Kanye West was signed and about really how arduous it was for him to get to the point to where he got to. That's so true. Um, I I love that moment when he was like, going on tour with Talib Kweli was really important for my career as a rapper. Like, he's always like... As a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, that's like a really important moment to him. After he crosses that hurdle, obviously things get a little bit political with, uh, with, you know, the George Bush situation and things of that nature. Things that he felt like were impending upon and hurting black people. And then after that, you know, he went to war with the fashion industry. If right. remember, with there Nike, was another et cetera. Whole, yeah. Right. There was another whole Kanye West rant session that went on for a week or two, uh, like four or five years ago, maybe three or four years ago, where it was all about what Louis Vuitton would let him do, um, what all of these guys would let him do uh, from Chanel and all of these guys. would There's always been an enemy for him. And I think he's to the point now to where uh, he feels like... Uh, thought, uh, shackles on his thoughts are, are the enemy. And it's just another, um, another sort of salvo in, in something that's been going on for a very long time. The difference now is that, is that in 
in trying to deconstruct the way people actually think, he's taking on concepts that I feel like uh, he hasn't properly invested into uh, so that he can then speak on them. That's a very polite way of saying it. Yeah, he's got no information. Like, he's got no facts. Right. And so if you're going to speak to the realities of American slavery, which is still uh, an incredibly polarizing and hurtful thing to discuss, um, you got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're talking about, it somebody's got to let you know, fam, step back, get back on your square because you're off of it right now. And the reason why I, there was no malice in my heart in, in discussing that with him, I just wanted to make sure that anybody that was hearing that wasn't confused about the fact that Kanye West was all over the place. So, like, it, and, and saying that, you know, slavery was a choice is unbelievably disrespectful and belittling to the survivors of that that are my ancestors that went through unspeakable terror and horror so that I could be on the phone with you guys today. And if I don't do anything else as a black man for the rest of my life, I will honor them with every single moment that I draw breath. And there's not one artist or entertainer in the world that's going to divorce me from that, even my hero. Yeah. Van, I was listening a little bit to the to your own podcast that you put out yesterday. I, I wasn't yeah. sure whether you taped it before or after. I know. It's kind of angry, right? I'm the, sorry. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> Don't I actually, apologize. Never apologize. And I thought there was something really interesting that I wanted to talk with you a little bit about. You make it, and what you were just saying, you you point out that um, we have this tendency in society now It's to kind of overcredit celebrities and to think that just because they're famous, people can do anything. And obviously that has ramifications like Donald Trump being the president, but, you know. Kardashian existing. Exactly. You know, it's kind of everywhere. And you pointed out that you are pretty skeptical of that, but also that um, you still really care about Kanye. And so you do take this personally. And I I thought that was a really interesting tension between wanting to invest in someone and also knowing the limits of that investment. And it's something I feel like we talk about a lot with— a lot of different celebrities, and I was just kind of wondering how you're feeling about that today. I think today I'm both. I'm more interested in why people matter so much than I ever have been before, because in the last 24 hours, I have uh, been like held up to be something more than a guy that just said something to a famous guy. You know, people are saying, yo, this is the blah, 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 and all of this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, yo, man, I hope they don't see how many porn stars I follow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like a dude. Like, and you so and Ted Cruz. Yeah. And, and so it's like, it for 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 me, I, I understand more than anyone, like, why Kanye West has the adulation that he has. When he said the thing about George Bush uh, not believing in black people, I was in the water. Meaning, I'm mm-hmm. from South Louisiana. Wow. Yeah. My father mm-hmm. lost his home in Hurricane Katrina. Um, my sister was just coming to terms with her sexuality and had only really confided that in me at the time that Kanye West told Sway that hip hop needs to check itself for its homophobia. And that empowered me to be able to check, check my friend group and other things that I might have been holding as a 25 year old black man. And it helped me. Deal with my, like someone said, yo, you know, it, it, sometimes it takes one person to do that. At the same time, uh, while those things are all real, it doesn't insulate someone from fault. 
Yeah. Sure. It doesn't it doesn't insulate them from being wrong. It doesn't insulate them from you know any of those things. I mean, you listen to music that's going to come out next month, and you can jam it all you want, but it that doesn't mean that these people are above us saying, "Yo, check yourself a little bit." And I think as the the race towards celebrity, and this is very rich coming from a TMZ employee, but I think um, <laughs> we have a whole the race for celebrity. What'd you say? I said this is a whole podcast about celebrity. It's no judgment. Yeah, and also oh, right. So, <laughs> so, so I also read, I read TMZ first thing. Yeah, every we're morning. with you. Second is TMZ <laughs> Sports. Yeah. <laughs> I think as you know, everyone starts striving for that more. I think that there's more um, where we're granting people uh, sort of rights and. Um, sort of second chances that they didn't that they didn't earn. It's definitely true. I mean I, I think that I think that has been true about Kanye, right? Like because people love his music and he has made so he has had such an impact on culture a lot for the better. He's been given like the benefit of the doubt. Like I just think a lot of people didn't believe that he supported Trump when he went to go meet with him in in the fall of 2016. But like yeah, like we we were talking about this earlier. Like it makes sense. Like he it makes sense that he would be supporting someone who he perceives as having made it on his own, even if that is, again, factually incorrect. And and disappointing. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, there have been various people in my life since Donald Trump was elected and, you know, that have tried to convince me that they voted for Donald Trump or that they support Donald Trump uh, for all kinds of reasons different than the ones that I think that he's scary for. You know what I mean? So uh, it's America. I don't begrudge those people. Uh, I don't agree with them, and I would love to tell them exactly how I look at the whole political movement um, of the Make America Great Again crowd. But yo, if 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 you really feel like jobs and the economy and you know the Iran deal or any litany of of things are the reason why you voted for Donald Trump, cool, we can have that conversation. But you, if for Kanye, if you're gonna go there. And you're going to be there. We got to have better explanations than, yo, just free thought. Because Colin Kaepernick also has free thought. Colin Kaepernick also was a guy that uh, did something that has turned out to be incredibly unpopular uh, to a base core group of the fans that support his sport um, and has paid a penalty for it. He wasn't elected president for what he did. He wasn't uh, rewarded with untold power for what he did. He had things stripped from him and taken from him. Those things are controversial. Uh, excuse me, what he did was controversial, and it deserves to be so. But why is Trump the guy uh, that you think is exemplifies free thought and not somebody like that? Not saying you have to agree with either dude, but those are the questions that I would like to ask. Right. Absolutely. Can I ask you, Van, what did Kanye say to you when he came over? The the, the clip kind of comes over with him trying to give you a hug or he, he's apologizing, sort of. What, do you consider that an apology? Yeah, he said, I'm sorry I hurt yeah, you. He did apologize. Yeah. Yeah, he, said, he yeah. said, I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm, I'm sorry I hurt the black community, but he feels like he has a bigger mission. We talked later on that day. He called me. Okay. Really? What did he say? He invited me over to the house. Are you going to go? I didn't go last night. I think that would be kind of whack to go last night. But listen, there's a plan that I have for Kanye West or for any influencer to that degree that really wants to make change in the black and American, uh, black African-American community. Um, 
is that I'm going to put a list of people together that are every single day not working at TMZ, not recording records, uh, a list of police officers, community activists, uh, people who are engaging underserved and underprivileged communities um, and are not getting the recognition or funding that they deserve. And if you're truly trying to change thought and trying to de-victimize people, you can do so by empowering those people who are working towards this every single day. Uh, because tomorrow, after this dies down, I'm going to be on this show talking about Justin Bieber because that's my job. <laughs> there, we'll the, be right there you know, with you. Thank you. Uh, but, but, there, but there are other people who are doing the work every single day. And I think we need to have less conversations about, you know, rappers. And maybe if we want to make some change, maybe a little bit more conversation about them, although I still want to listen to rap too. Fan, we completely agree. Thank you so yeah. much um, for taking the time. Thank you for your thoughts. And, you know, keep us updated. I will. You guys, I really enjoy uh, the ringer and everything you guys do. So it was a, it was a big time treat for me. I'm sorry, I'm so verbose. I'm just no. no you're I'm great. That's t- it's that's great. You've you've been doing your job this week. So thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay, I hope we'll talk to you soon. I don't think we can add much more on top of that. No, I just want to say thank you, Auntie Van, who is that was awesome, who is bright and smart and kind of what I needed to hear this week, and I think has the right perspective on I, all of this. Absolutely. Particularly, like, it's pretty inspiring to, for someone self, so self-aware to be like, this is going to die down, but here's what we can do when the spotlight's gone. Absolutely. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and also just um, it must be so hard to, like, maintain that level of, like, normalcy when you are when you work at TMZ. Like, that's—I I can barely do it, and I'm, like, one-fifth as related yeah. to, like, the celebrity industrial complex as he is. I totally agree. So thank, thank you, you, Van. And I, I hope we'll have him back. Me and too. thank you to everyone for listening. And thanks again to Hotel Tonight and Brightly Burning. Check it out wherever books are sold.